Trigger warning, this episode contains themes of sexual assault and rape. Hey guys! Hi guys! It's Ananda. And Mira. And welcome back to to Fake Fake Adulting. Adulting. We have a really, 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 really exciting episode going on today and we are here with some really incredible people and we are just going to have a very open and honest talk. Um, This is probably the most important episode we've done so far Um, and it really means a lot to both of us. And we hope that it helps you in some way. Um, but yeah, um, to start off, let's have everybody introduce yourselves and tell us how are you really. Um, so again, in case you don't remember, we're going to go over your name, your pronouns, the city you are from, and what you are currently doing, and then how are you really. So whoever wants to start can go for it. I can start because my mute is already off. <laughs> I'm Ellie. I'm Ellie Amazing. Kinney. Um, I'm from a suburb of Minneapolis. That's where I met Mira. But I currently attend school in Chicago at Loyola Chicago. Um, I'm a student there, a senior graduating this May. And my pronouns are she, her. Um, how I've been doing really? That's such a great question. Um, honestly, not the best. I think uh, all my schoolwork is catching up with me this <laughs> yep. week because last week I was on vacation. Yeah. So yeah, that that's it. And it rained today, which always puts a damper on my mood. But thanks, Ellie. Who's next? I'm Azure. Um, I'm from Golden Valley, a little suburb out, outside of Minneapolis. I met Mira through school as well as I think we went to Wapo together. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that a couple nights mm-hmm. ago. And then um, my pronouns are she, her. And then currently I feel like I'm um, a student on pause. Um, but okay. I am in, um, on the track to get my um, counseling degree. Right now I'm working full-time, though, at a restaurant, serving and hosting and all that stuff. Bye. I really <laughs> loved the student on pause. That's, like, super yeah, that's good. relatable. I think it's you should coin that term year. personally, Azure. I just came yeah, up really with that should. about, like, two minutes ago. When I was like, oh, shit, podcast, we have to do an intro. Start a podcast called Student on Pause. Oh my Student gosh. on Pause. That's actually so Wait, but then what is it called when you go back? Student, Student on Play. <laughs> play it again, sister. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, I call Nikki to go next. Yeah, Nikki. Popcorn Nikki. What's up? <laughs> okay, I don't like this because I can't hear myself with my headphones. Okay, I'm Nikki. My pronouns, get ready, are she, her, they, them, and he, his. I go by any. I do not give a fuck. Um, I'm from Plymouth, which is also a suburb of Minneapolis. And I go to University of New Hampshire. I'm a sophomore. I play hockey here. And that's pretty much my life. Um, how am I really? I've always, really? Been want- I've always wanted to be a be asked this question. How so are you really? Um, I just finished a 10-page paper that's pretty much my whole class for this one class. Um, and it was so fucking hard. It was about the effects of bail practices and sentencing policies on black-white disparities in incarceration. And it fucking sucked to write because it was so hard to just the laws that we have in this country are not great so this year has been tough just having this summer and all that and then a lot of my school like my schooling I'm a sociology major and I'm like really interested in race 
in critical race theory, so I'm very focused on that stuff. So it's always there, and I'm always sad. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting my boobies cut off in two months. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Woo! Yeah! <Yes>! Nikki. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, Popcorn Carly. Hi, I'm Carly. Um, I am 21 years old. I'm currently a student at the University of Minnesota studying pre-law. So I'm doing a lot of the stuff that Nikki's doing. Studying, that's literally all my classes is exactly what Nikki's doing. And it is stressful and it's a lot, but it's really important to learn. Um, I am from Prior Lake, which is about 30 minutes out of Minneapolis, south of Minneapolis. And, um, how am I really? I, I honestly don't know because I haven't even had time, I feel like, to think about how yeah. I feel yeah. lately. And yeah. so I honestly don't know. I've kind of been on the move. I've just been really busy lately. And honestly, I couldn't even tell you how I am. Um, so... That's the truth right there. I honestly so don't bad. know. Yeah. I just We're don't definitely going to have to circle back on that and how important it is to make sure we're giving ourselves time to like truly reflect on our day, what happened, even the little things because those can all be like super educational but also helpful just like knowing like having like a surrounding of like your senses cuz there's some days where I feel like I'm on autopilot. And it's like, it's like when you're driving and you like, don't even know how you got to where you were. You just like zoned out when you're driving. Or is that just me? <laughs> no, yeah, no, you like look like, up I'll, and you're I'll like, thank God I'm okay right now. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, Was that a stop sign back there? I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. All the time. Amazing. Okay. Popcorn, Hannah. Hi. Um, my name's Hannah. I am currently like a freshman um at college um I my pronouns are she her um I am from Golden Valley Minnesota so suburban life um and how am I really that's a really good question um you know my mental health's taking a dive so we're we're in the deep end right now Mm -hmm. yeah trying to get out of it but um I'm glad to be here though so that's good I'm happy you're here Hannah is like um one of my number one supporters for Mira Grace Photography she's like booked like a million shoots with me and I'm very thankful so shout out to Hannah Sonia do you want to go next yes hi everyone I'm Sonia um I'm 18 I go to Washburn, and I'm from Minneapolis, so I'm on a different wavelength than everyone a little bit, but um, recently, I think I agree with the whole, like, autopilot thing. Uh, I definitely carp- carp- <laughs> oh my God, sorry. compartmentalize things, mm-hmm. so, like, stress just kind of goes to the back of my mind, yes. um, especially with the stress of school and then, you know, different kind of social movements going in and out of, yep. like, social media, yep. um, you know, not that they don't stay relevant over time, but the different spikes it's hard to process super Mm -hmm. fast so Mm -hmm. yeah I'm I'm also on autopilot right now 
And also, I think you bring a really different perspective because you're doing your college decisions right now. And that's, like, the whole thing that started (laughs) our podcast. So, like, that's, like, a super sweet, relatable topic for us. And, like, the way that each of us are experiencing and walking through the world is very different. So that's why I'm very excited to get all these different perspectives. (laughs) I also just wanted to say... um, Sonia, I, like, am very impressed by you. I've, like, literally never met you. Um, but She went to homecoming with my brother. Did you I really? Did home- Sorry, I did go to homecoming with Luca. <laughs> That's, That's I did. fantastic. <laughs> um, but, so, I don't know if any of you saw this, but she posted this thing on her story um, recently, like, that were her own words, like, didn't really, like, re- it wasn't, like, one of those things that you repost, like, she... Um, post it we'll have to read it at some point but it just like really hit me and like I felt like I learned a lot just from that one thing and I just think you're super smart so I'm excited that you're here to talk with all of us (laughs) thank you yeah um Ananda how are you really oh my goodness all right y'all well right now I'm really good like I'm actually like super chilling I'm feeling like I had a very productive ish day like I got some of my favorite things done like shopping (laughs) that was so fun and amazing and I don't um I don't give myself the time to do that as much because it does like go through all my money um but I will say that I've been I'm coming off of a very very difficult week for me like I like truly struggled in a way that I hadn't done in a in a while and that's why I think that really sparked this conversation and I'm just really excited to be here with all of these beautiful faces and to hear all of these amazing voices. And, like, these are people that, like, we've all been in each other's lives in different ways for a while. So it's super cool that we're able to have this conversation right now via Zoom. Can we backtrack for a second? Yeah. Did you just say you don't give yourself time to shop? I'm calling you out right now. That's so Mira mean. really said I'm not taking that BS. <laughs> I like, no, I swear to God. I swear to God, you buy something every day. Uh-uh, I didn't buy anything yesterday. You didn't. <laughs> Honestly, Anana, it's okay. Like, I can tell your shopping addiction has paid off. Because when I see the fits on Instagram, I'm like, go off, queen, as Thank you should. Thank you. As Thank you should. You. Like, I, I appreciate question, that. Did you drink like, at least she's not shopping and has no taste, you guys. <laughs> That, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, okay, I'm really quick thing about shopping because Mira wants to call me out on it now. Is that I'm actually very proud of myself that I'm able to like, like literally budget in shopping into my like life schedule, which is like not everybody can do that. Like I know for a fact that every month I'm going to spend this amount of money on like frivolous shopping. Mm-hmm. I just know, and it truly fake just adulting. Makes me there you go, fake adulting, and something that I've been. <laughs> really trying to challenge myself on is where I'm shopping period like I just spent at least $300 at Queenie and Pearl tonight I don't know I like told her I didn't want to know the total I was like you just you just take my car girlfriend take my like, car I don't want to know I just know that I love this business and I'm just no I'm glad supporting it so you know I've been shopping at better places yeah I know I'm not judging thank you I just think you shouldn't lie to our <laughs> podcast listeners okay you guys I'm sorry I shop all the fucking time yeah. i'm a shopaholic okay all right valid. thank you yeah you're welcome how are you really um really i okay hmm i'm good now yeah i've had a shitty 24 hours not gonna lie um so i'm excited to i'm excited to say good things about women 
Yes, because she has not good things to say about men. That's why she's saying it like that, just so you guys know. Like, she's, this woman has been through it and up and down and back and forth. So we're very Everyone give Mira a virtual that. hug right now. Yeah, virtual hug, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. We're sending yeah. all the love. Thanks, Ellie. Um, yeah, it's been, like, kind of a rough couple of days, honestly um and like my family stuff is kind of a mess i'm just feeling very like out of place unorganized yeah. and hectic your you know? mirror space is my mirror space is my bubble is popped um but yeah so i'm doing good now i'm really excited for this call i've been looking forward to it all day so i'm very excited to get into this um so yeah um for our listeners basically um we are a group of I like to call us very smart human beings. I think everyone here has a um, a different perspective, and um, we all come from different... I mean, like, a lot of us are from kind of the same area. A lot of us, like, a big group of us went to the same high school. Um, but I think we all still have very different perspectives and come from very different places. So um, this is just going to be an open and honest conversation about everything. So to get us started, I kind of want everybody to like tell us about how everything going on on social media right now has affected you and if um to any of our listeners who maybe aren't on social media or don't know what's going on um there was a woman in England who um her name was Sarah Everard and she was brutally murdered and um that sparked um the government to tell women that they weren't able to leave their houses after dark, which then sparked another woman to another politician to say, well, then how about men aren't allowed to leave their houses? And then, of course, guys were like, well, it's not all men that are the problem, blah, 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 blah. And now um, all over social media, we're seeing like talk about sexual assault, sexual harassment, um, and just lots of stuff like that. And I guess we kind of want to know, how is that affecting you guys? Like, how is that making your everyday lives? How is it making you feel? And how is it affecting your mood? And do you feel that you have been receiving the support from your male friends that you would maybe be truly needing this week? Like, do you feel like you've been getting checked in on? Is this, some, is this something that are on people's minds in your circle? I can start. Um, so, you know, it's been extremely hard seeing everything that's going on, but let's be honest, is it new? No. No, it's We not have exactly. dealt with this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our entire lives, um, yep. living in fear, everything. Um, and I've had some very honest conversations with some of my close friends this past week and, um, just about sexual assault and, you know... I know that seeing that 97% number is very scary. For those of you that don't know, 97% is the number of women who have been sexually assaulted, harassed, um, which is it, way too high. Way, no, way, way like too high. No, like, my heart, like, just dropped. And, you know, being a part of that 97%, I feel like I can have, you know, very good conversations with others and I can feel like knowing that that number is there makes me extremely upset but also you know I feel comfortable talking with any woman about this situation 
because I know that she has probably gone through the same thing and she probably knows what to talk about. And, you know, I know that a lot of people haven't come forward about their experiences with sexual assault and harassment. And I think that this has allowed women to feel more comfortable coming forward which is a good thing, even though it is terrible that that has happened. Mm-hmm. I think that it's important to, like, talk about it. And, yeah. you know, it's extremely important. And it makes me so emotional yeah. to talk about, like, my yeah. experiences and to hear, you know, my friends' experiences. But honestly, I don't feel like I've been getting good support from my close guy friends. Mm-hmm. I. I absolutely love them, and I know that they are, you know, trying hard, and they, the thing is, they always will be active in making sure that we are safe, we get safe home, we have a place to stay, if we, if, you know, let's say we're all fucked up, and it's a Saturday night, and Mm -hmm. no one can drive us home, um, they will be like, okay, you need to sleep here, like, whatever, and, you know, just, um, last month, we were hanging out with some of our friends and they were walking home and they got robbed at gunpoint and um two of them were guys one of them was a 6'6 guy the other one was a guy and two of them two of the women that were with them were you know they aren't like they're pretty intimidating like they are not somebody like I'm not saying that they're, wow. like, they look intimidating, but they are, like, you know, like, it's a group of people you that you see walking down the street, and you're, like, why, like, yeah, yeah. Wait, who yeah, would mess yeah. with them, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that just put so much into perspective after perspective. that happened, because it's, yeah. like, okay, nobody's safe, they were walking yeah. home with yeah. two men who, you know, yeah. It and seems they like they would be rough. protected in that, exactly. like, our, our, like, generalized idea of what protection would look like. And absolutely, they were not protected in any way. The men mm-hmm. weren't protected. The women were not protected. Yeah. Um, and that really put everything into perspective. Like, with our friend group, we were like, okay, no one's going out past 7 p.m. No guys, no girls. Like, we are finding rides. We are not yeah. walking alone anymore. Or we're not even walking outside anymore. We're not doing yeah. that anymore. Um, so that put a lot into perspective. And it's really, it really does suck feeling scared to go outside. Like, yeah. why do I have to feel yeah. scared to go outside? You know, I, I literally walk with pepper spray. I have a taser. I have mm-hmm. a knife. Mm-hmm. And I have two pepper sprays. Like, just in case one doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to do that? why like it it really does suck it's exhausting it's mentally exhausting to think about your safety every night yeah and like to always be on your guard like looking out for things like that's just no way to be fully present and like living Mm -hmm. exactly like i shouldn't and the rule that was put in place about how women cannot go out they have a curfew in the uk Mm -hmm. that angered me so much because the source of the problem is men. And if a yeah. man were to say, um, well, I'm scared to go outside at night. Why? Why are you scared? Because of other men. Mm-hmm. You are not scared of other women. I mm-hmm. guarantee you are scared to go outside or you live in fear because of other men. You don't mm-hmm. live in fear because of other women. Yeah. I don't want to hear, like, 
I, and like that's a really harsh reality to swallow. And it's funny the they only say anything like that to like disqualify how you feel and to like make you feel invalid. And right. I I'm sorry I'm talking so much but no, no you're I have so much to say. Like I have really been looking and watching really closely about who is staying silent this week mm-hmm. and who, what men are staying silent because I'm like, okay, I know that they are contributing to the problem because mm-hmm. if a man is staying silent on an issue he has the power to fix, that is a problem to me. Kind of like the first day, I don't even remember when it was, that like everything was coming out and it was starting to really build and like everybody was posting about it. I saw this TikTok that I posted on my Snapchat story about um, how every female that this girl knows is posting like these things and every guy she knows is posting about like the go for win and sports and whose album dropped and you know what i like sports just as much as the next person you know right i like sports (laughs) too and i like music but like that's not read the room well and like like, even if they could give us a blank screen like something like well and even like like I posted that I got my hair done and then I turned around and posted like support for the Asian women that were killed. Mm-hmm. Like you can do both. Like you can in yes. our lives, like in our day-to-day lives, like it's about being able to do both. Like they should yeah. be you should, and then they like, ignored they the like activist side of you and swiped they slide up, up and, and tried to get into your yes. Exactly. Exactly. I post a selfie and they swipe up and they're like, "Oh my god, you're so hot. Like when are we hanging out?" But say nothing, and then they see you're all into that, and then they're like, "Ooh, unfollow! I can't deal with someone who's so right." Right. Well, and and another thing. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Another thing about it is, I think I see. I heard a lot of guys, especially over the summer after George Floyd was murdered, and there was you know kind of an uprising on social media, Mm -hmm. people posting more awareness around like Black Lives Matter. People saying that these slideshows don't mean anything. Everyone's just reposting the same thing. But then they're just reposting the same thing, too, of, like, the gopher is something. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you're doing the same thing, the same but not thing. posting anything useful, like, any yeah. anything that anyone can use. And honestly, I'd much rather see somebody start to repost more and more and then feel comfortable using their own narrative and voice in the situation mm-hmm. than just completely stay silent because yeah. I swear to God that speaks so loud. Well, and I was hanging out with, so I... Um, I was hanging out with a group of my friends, and a lot of them are guys, and it's all guys I went to high school with. Um, and I had, like, two seltzers in me, and um, I just started going off. Like, I was like, why haven't I heard from you? Like, this is the bare minimum you could do. This is the bare minimum, and if you can't even do that, like, how am I supposed to be, feel comfortable in this setting with all of you right now, like... And I, like, literally called him out. I was like, out of every single one of you, like, there is one guy here that I would feel comfortable with being drunk and alone. And you all probably think it's you. You all (laughs) think it's you. And it's literally only one of you. And Mm -hmm. honestly, the guy that it is probably doesn't even think it's him. Because Mm -hmm. he is so respectful. He doesn't think he's entitled to anything. He doesn't think he deserves anything. He, like, always has respected me and, like, always been there like, it's just always been a one-on-one respectful relationship. Um, but something I I wanted to piggyback off of what you were saying, Mira, is that, like, this week, like, as women, I know, well, f- for me personally, it's been, like, very, very, very hard. And here's the thing is we are all carrying that trauma on our shoulders. Carrying our while past we're, experiences. While we're trying to help each other out. 
Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, somebody else stepped the fuck up because like, we have our other yeah. things that we are like in, in bed, going to sleep, having that run through our minds while I'm also on the phone with my best friend doing the dealing with the exact same thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like we need that support yeah. from people that like honestly almost can't relate because there's we there just needs to be a safe and brave outlet for us that's not just each other because we all went through it because at a certain point like when I'm freaking out about my past experiences and my assault like I and you call me also freaking out like of course I'm gonna be there to take care of you but it's Mm, so much to carry both of it you know like we need people to support I think we just need to find it this yeah. narrative of women being the caretakers of other women, like, something mm-hmm. has to change because, mm-hmm. you know, traditionally, we're all taking care of each other. Who takes care of us? And, like, exactly. we all have our separate lives. Like, we're doing shit. Like, half mm-hmm. of us are in school. You guys have a business and a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need generational trauma on top of our own personal trauma mm-hmm. to be dealing with right now. And When it's, like, when we're not the problem, you know, when it's not us who need to fix things. Yeah. And we've been dealing with this issue for so long. Like Carly said, this is not new. Mm-mm. And I see a lot of parallels with this in like the Black Lives Matter movement and how like racial injustice is not new. Yet like black people can't fix that because they aren't the oppressors, you know? Right. Exactly. Right. And when I say when I talk about how, you know, men are staying silent on this issue, I'm not ta- I'm not saying oh, like, you didn't post an Instagram story, so, like, I automatically know I can't trust you. What I'm saying is, what are you doing to actively Mm -hmm. make sure women feel safe around you? Mm -hmm. What are you doing to actively make sure that your friends are held accountable for their actions, making women feel safe? You, I know that, oh my gosh, it might be too much to do, but no, when you, you need to be actively aware on how the environment is when you are around a woman you need to make sure that you don't walk too close to a woman when mm-hmm. it's dark out you know you need to make sure if you're like you have all these things that you need to make sure to do that are so simple mm-hmm. but they seriously make so much of a difference in a woman's experience because trauma is real like trauma is so real and like just feeling unsafe mm-hmm. all the time is so exhausting and men need men are the change like they need to be the change they are they can fix how we feel in an environment 100% because if i'm in an environment of women i don't think i i rarely i don't think i've ever felt unsafe in an environment full of women i have felt so like i almost feel like every time i'm in environment with a man or men i feel unsafe Mm -hmm. especially men i don't know and at the very least just uncomfortable like yeah yes or like just like mm -hmm. that quote that's like a man in like a room full of women is excited a woman in a room full of men is scared Mm -hmm. yeah what's up with that It's actually kind of a good segue, Carly, into, like, my experience, because, um, I look like a dude. I'm walking down the street, and I look like a guy. I'm not scared. Um, I was just thinking about this, like, this week, that I actually actively do, like, I guess I never 
like I realized why, but I never kind of linked it into the, oh, this is what guys should be doing. But like if I'm walking Respecting down a street, <laughs> yeah, if I'm walking down a street and I'm like, like going the same direction as a, as a young woman, as a girl, um, I'll cross the street. Um, we have, I live in a dorm and we have a stairwell and if I'm like following a girl up, I'll stop and tie my shoe. Um, mm, mm, and like and that's like, amazing yeah see that's it's so simple yeah so yeah. simple to just you know maybe take a tiny inconvenience out of your day to make someone feel 100 percent safer like nikki like i really appreciate you sharing that experience because i think you like that is a really valid point of view so i think every man needs to take after that and you know like that's that's really important yeah that you are like aware of that I think part of that is just a general like with men and you know men and women for example there's a general I think with men a lack of awareness of the space that they take up or of their identity and I think it's really contrast you know my experience our experiences as you know for me as like a woman of color or you know growing up as a girl of color it's always I'm constantly aware of the space that I take up in a room. I'm constantly aware of the you way have people to be perceive aware. me. You have to be. You exactly. have to be. It's what we've been taught since we were younger that you right. need to know the space that you're mm-hmm. bringing. Exactly. And exactly, and you are super aware of the way people are perceiving you. Yep. And, and I think that with white men specifically, there's such a lack of that, and so they don't understand that, sim- like them simply existing without any type of interruption makes other people uncomfortable mm-hmm. and feel you know not feel not safe. And um, it's in- inherently suppressing someone else's bo- voice in that in that sense. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And I think it's really weird because it just goes back to like even when we were like in kids in elementary school, and us girls yes. always had like such a strict dress code. And oh. There was just so many things, and we would always get in trouble because it would be distracting. Like that was always the excuse, and it was distracting. And it's like, have you guys seen the new Netflix movie that just came out? No, it's tell called, us. It's called Moxie. It's it's really good. Amy Poehler directed it, but it's basically, like, about kind of a group of, like, young high school females that start, like, sort of a feminist club at their school. They've never really, like, organized or protested before, so it's kind of about them, like, navigating that, and they, like, protest against the dress code and everything. Um, it's really good. It's, it's pretty inclusive. Um, I liked it a lot, but everyone should check it out. And it's just about that struggle. So you yeah. brought up the dress code and I was thinking back to like my experience in high school and I was like, yeah, we started a Facebook group against the dress code and all of this <laughs> stuff. Like we didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we just wanted to do something because we mm-hmm. couldn't stand for it to just be the way it was, you know? Which I think it's important for men to do that too. Like, can you just show up in any way? Like we're not asking for that much. But I think that brings up an important point about how it always seems to be the woman's fault on Mm -hmm. a man's issue. Right. We like this is such an important thing that we see every day. Like with the rule they place in the UK that women can't go out past a curve. But why can't women go out when it's certainly a man's a man's issue? Yeah. Why can't women wear what they want to wear when it's certainly the man's issue? Like. The dress code, why Why were we, you know, stripped of, like... Pro- Shamed for how our body looks, basically. Like, yeah. like, dude, if my tiny-ass boobs are distracting you, close your goddamn eyes. Like, come <laughs> on. Nikki, can I ask, 
don't have to answer but like as someone who um kind of identifies as both like how has everything that you've been seeing on social media and everything that's been going on like how does that does it does do you struggle with identity ever like does that is that hard on you um no I don't struggle with identity um anymore I did yeah for until this summer when I was finally diagnosed as intersex I no longer struggle because I know now why I feel the way that I feel but um Mm -hmm. basically I am scared all the time for my Mm -hmm. friends and for my my girlfriend is a bouncer at a bar um she's Mm -hmm. at work right now it's 11 15 where I am um and I fucking hate that job um yeah she gets sexually harassed every single day at work and Mm -hmm. she comes back and tells me about it and like today um she had to go back to her apartment shower and she left in a sports bra and leggings and I was like I like had to fight everything in me to not to not go with her and because she can fucking take care of herself like she's my height and a rugby player like she's fine but like I'm I know that percentage I know that probably 90% seven percent of my the women in my life have been Mm -hmm. assaulted and harassed and I know I know for a fact that like that's true in a lot of my friends and my family so I I live in fear but not for myself so Mm -hmm. it's different but um I will tell you right now none of none of the guys that I follow posted anything and um my Mm -hmm. best friend that also goes to Loyola um, he has been posting about March Madness every single day, and no I see him. Wait, what grade is he in? I he's he's thing. in my grade. You know okay. him. You know him. Um, I do. Me? Yeah, you yeah. know him. He went to Armstrong. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> oh, so I see that. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat right now. <laughs> yeah. Ollie, oh. Ollie, if you're fucking listening, you better start. You better start oh, speaking up, motherfucker. <laughs> Ollie, you better fucking post something about <laughs> about post something. Right now. I totally I I don't even have I don't have like a super big group of like guy friends, but I do follow a lot of people from my school on Instagram that are men, and I have not seen one post out of them. Like the silence is so so deafening, like it's just ridiculous. I don't know. I yeah. can count on one hand the number of males that I've seen post. One of them's her little brother. I that was the first him. person that I saw post. Mm-hmm. Um. Another one was Mark Smith, if anyone remembers him. We're Angel. saying names. We're saying, saying names. No, I'm calling. Yeah, I'm gonna say names because <laughs> we're, thank not you. Like, the edits, you we're not bleeping out the edits, you guys. We're not bleeping out. No, <laughs> like thank you. Like, are you kidding me? I can't. Like, think shout of out else. to these Sinai people. Sanai Eskinder. That was the other one. Like, that's so I was funny. Like, no, but I I saw a post today and it was kind of about like cancel culture and that kind of thing and. I think that gets brought up a lot when you call out people's names and like actually like point them out. But there is such a difference between canceling someone and just holding them accountable for their actions. Just like what happened with that bachelor girl. I feel like people were like, let's like, let's try and like reassess this cancel culture and really hold somebody accountable and have somebody like truly do better and be put like on the spot. Yeah. to do better no i was gonna i did want it so something that carly was bringing up earlier or i'm not sure exactly who said it then is that this has been a week for me reliving some of my experiences and talking about it again um i 
like was feeling very, very, I was really going through it one of these nights the other week and I just felt that the only person that could truly make me feel better would be my mom. And what I felt, I'm totally going to get emotional, in that moment is that like my mom doesn't know. My mom doesn't know what happened to me. My mom doesn't know, like, some of the fears that I have falling asleep. And that was something that I purposefully kept from her because it's a hard conversation to have. But it's something that I chose to carve out time to talk to her about. So on Friday morning, we got coffee and I sat her down and I was like, Mom, there's just, like, something I have to tell you. And, like, it was... I'm not going to say that, like, she said everything that I needed her to say because my mother's never really been, like, the, hi, sweetie, like, let's come hug. That's just, like, not how she is, which is fine. I mean, like, she's pushed me to be, like, a really strong woman, and I get that emotional support from other from other strong females in my life. Mm-hmm. But to then, like, ask her, I was like, mom, do you know, like, have you experienced? And she was like, yes, but I've made peace with it. Like, for her, it was something that she couldn't even verbalize. Like, she truly just couldn't. And I know that I'm so thankful for being strong enough to, like, have that conversation and tell my mom and just be like, this is just something that you need to know about me because I know that we both share the same fear for it happening to my little sister. Like, mm-hmm. she's five, and she's grow. This is a world that we just need to change because, like, that's the 97%. That's a number that circles my brain, and I see her perfect, cute, little, innocent face, and that's just, like, not a number that I want her to be a part of. And then just to so, chime in after that, I just feel like I relate yeah. to that so much after, like, having, like, little sisters, and, like, it's just something you fear about, and then just everything on social media. I feel like you think about things, and you're like you remember everything that like you repressed and you remember like situations you're like maybe that wasn't okay and I shouldn't have Mm -hmm. been in that and I shouldn't have let people do that to me and I should have spoken up and like I wish I could verbalize and it's like who do I talk to this about this now like who who cares like I don't want to break my mom's heart and like tell her like why weren't you coming to me you know what I mean yeah Yeah. or like really really good point because I think a lot of sexual harassment and trauma and, um, like, assault, really a lot of it. I think a lot of people can agree that it is something that happened, and years later, you're like, holy shit, that was sexual assault. Yeah. That was fucked up. Why? I was 14. I was 13. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that I was being sexually assaulted. And I think so much of, you know, that comes up years later and you're like, wow, I didn't actually, I thought, you know, I was groomed. I, in that moment, I thought I was okay. I was 13, you know, I was 12, Mm -hmm. however old. And then you really realize that years later when stuff comes up Mm -hmm. and you're like, holy shit, Mm -hmm. you know? trigger warning Mm -hmm. I was raped I was sexually assaulted you know Mm -hmm. like and that really I really see that happening to so many people Mm -hmm. like oh and then there's this whole oh well why didn't you tell the police right away why didn't you come forward right away wow I don't like that makes me so angry I don't even know if we want to talk about that but um there's just 
it's so exhausting hearing that because you like I'm sure we were all groomed at some point Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of you can agree you were groomed at a young age so were you sitting there when you were 13 being groomed by somebody who was 19 and you're like oh this is no this is sexual assault like I this is no you're 13 and you're like oh my god so cool that I'm being that I'm talking to a 19 year old it's like um I'm just gonna you know like you're actually being taken advantage of and you have no idea because your brain literally does not know like you find out when you're like 19 20 and you're like holy fuck yeah that was I also think like we're not thank you for sharing yeah thank you for sharing we're not and Ananda thank you for sharing that like really like touched my heart especially when you talk about your sister I have a niece that's going to be born in June and like I just think about her now that you bring that up but um I was gonna say what was I gonna say we're not even taught like at a young age like the breadth of assault that can be done to you you know what I mean? So, like, later in life, I found out that this was done to me, and I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize, like, the harm that had been done to me, yet I had to deal with that on my own, you know? And I am part of a sorority here at Loyola, and our uh, philanthropy is domestic violence awareness. We talk a lot about, like, healthy relationships and just how to, like, love each other better, and we work with an organization that's local to Chicago, which is really close to my heart, but even just, like, going through these workshops that we have to do and talking about, like, what are signs of toxic relationships, I was, like, my eyes were opened. I was, like, so I've been in one, and I didn't even know. Like, how the hell? (laughs) Like, how did that go over my head? Yeah. And then then you realize you're part of the 97%, you know? Right. Right. Piggybacking on that, that realization. it's, It's also, like, like... Some of these posts are, like, what sexual harassment is, like, listing things that fall under that umbrella of Mm -hmm. abuse or harassment. And, like, thinking about, like, I don't know if anybody remembers this. I mean, I hope you don't know what I'm talking about. But there was this song when I was a sophomore in high school um, called Rape Rape. And I remember being pinned down in the back of this car with a group of guys that I thought were my friends as they forced me to listen to it. Pinned down and forced to listen to that song about that. Like, and I just like, I was like, at the time, I mean, like, I was new in this high school. It was right after a football game, like. And I was like, these people are, like, wanting to hang out with me. Like, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to, like, I don't want to lose this in, you know? And so I never addressed it. I never, I never really thought about, like, in the moment, I just didn't even think about the fact that that's literally, like, like, after I'm saying, turn it off. Like, this is not okay. Like, you're laughing at me, telling me I'm soft or dramatic or, like, calling me a lib or something like that. Yeah, gaslighting the hell out of you. Gaslighting me and then pinning me down to listen to a song about rape. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. Like, just thinking about that and how ridiculous that is and the fact that I thought that that was just, like, normal and okay. Or, like, in middle school, we would literally, like... The amount of times our asses have been slapped. Oh my god, can we talk about Slap Ass Friday? I, I want to talk, oh I god, talk about Ass Slap Ass Friday. Please, please. The fact that, like, I feel like men put some sort of spin on it that it was supposed to be a form of flattery. And that was, like, my first, like, introduction to, like, touching boys. So having young. contact with boys. And it was... Yeah 
physically you painful. almost wanted it to happen to you can you yeah how? which now i'm like oh that's so messed up I remember getting so harassed that I sat my butt on the floor in the middle of a classroom and, like, covered my hands with my face. And I don't even think a teacher came over to help me or anything because they didn't yeah. know what was going on. But, like, it was so terrible. I felt so unsafe. Slap ass Friday. Slap ass that didn't what a happen phenomenon. everywhere. I thought that happened everywhere. No, yeah, was that, so was that just I, like a... Was that really? No, Wait. okay, so I talked about... I'm taking a sexual behavior class right now, a sociology of sexual behavior class, and we talked about it this morning. And oh there was God. people from Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire, <gasps> New Jersey, um, Florida, and Minnesota in my breakout room, and we all had Slap Ass Friday. And <gasps> my I don't mind know, is blown by that. Azure, do you remember... I don't know if you remember, but There was I, another day. No, there was another day, but I... Corndog. Got... Corndog. <gasps> oh. I, I got my day. best friend suspended over Slap Ass no. Friday. Oh, my God. Um, that was so sad when that yeah. happened, though. Yeah, so I got... I had a group of guy best friends. Most of them were on my hockey team, um, and they were all doing this, and... I think I had just recently come out, um, but, and that will tie in, I promise, that'll tie in, but, um, and they were, they were doing this, and they were walking around the hallways slapping girls' asses, and I'm like, that, guys, that's sexual harassment, and they're like, no, it's not, and then I'm talking <laughs> to some of my, my girlfriends that they're doing this to, and in private, they were, like, I was asking them, like, what are you, like, how are you responding to this? And they're like, like, it's not okay. Like, we don't, I don't like it, whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to fucking tell somebody because no one's doing anything about it. Like, Mm -hmm. teachers are seeing this shit, but no, and I got in trouble all the time in middle school. So, like, Miss Ryder, my principal, knew me really well. Um, And I went to her, and I gave her names of my best friends that were doing this it was and a list one, yeah and one of them my Nikki like, come through with the literal <laughs> best Good friend you, Nikki. my best friend gets suspended and it was the week of the state hockey tournament and um. my other best friend that is a girl and didn't go to school with us azure you yeah um went and posted on social media and like they add they added me and um I basically was ostracized for weeks and um the girls ended up backing out and saying that they didn't um say these things to me so then it turned into Dyke Nikki just wants like is jealous you know um Oh slap ass Friday. It happens everywhere. It was like that thing that Carly said, where it's like the girls oh would God. then back out because it's like, yeah, oh and, no, that's and my I was crush, so that's fucking mad. I don't want to lose, but then you realize like I needed that at the yeah. end of the day. Like that's and like yeah. I was so okay. mad at them for doing that to me. Um, but now I realize like a lot of the girls today in my uh, discussion were like, we wanted, we wanted our asses to be slapped. 
we were trained to crave that validation. Right. Like, exactly. Right. That yeah. meant that you were worth something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, especially, especially, like, when you're a when you're child, child, like, the thought, thought that, like, that, like oh, if oh, he's, he's mean to you, he, he likes you. Oh, my God. That needs to be Why was that ingrained in everyone's heads that early of, like, you know, if he bullies you... If he gropes you, if he assaults you, like, he likes you. That needs to go. Yeah, that needs to be. I think that's a really kind of a good question to ask any male listeners. What does that mean to you that that's the type of validation we expect from you or the type of validation we're taught to expect from you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I want to hear from anyone on this call. Have you ever felt uncomfortable with has one of your guy friends, like someone you're close with, ever made you feel uncomfortable? And what did you do? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I think there's those, there's those type of situations here, that I can think of where I was like younger, <laughs> but then like when you look back on it, and then it's like, oh, I can't think of the proper term from it. It's like when you disassociate and you completely go on airplane mode and you are not, you're blacked out. Yeah. But then, like, I feel like now, like, maybe, like, after high school, senior year, when things happen, I feel like, I feel like I can stand up for myself. Like, hey, what what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm very strongly opinionated. Mm-hmm. But in middle school, I feel like, or, like, in younger days, like, freshman year, for sure, it was, like, you could tell, like, or looking back on it, I was tell I was disassociating. Like, I was not mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and about, like, maybe, like, some of my guy friends, I can't exactly pin myself on an exact moment where I felt uncomfortable, but on truly, and this is, like, a very honest, like, thing for me to start saying is that, like, I have felt those moments with my boyfriend, like, my significant other, like, like, this is, like, especially this week, um, I was in bed, I had called in sick, you guys, I've never called in sick in my life, I, like, it was, a day yeah and I, I was I was taken back yeah by that. I yeah. was like Ananda's not coming in yeah I've never called in sick and I just knew I was like I just need to just be in my bed today and just like I need to release and I need to journal and I need to cry and I need to be alone I did not I, I was I, the, the main thing was that I did not have the like emotional capacity and energy to be Ananda for the day to like be, go out there be at work pretend like i'm happy smile deal with customers walking literally over my face like i just there was just no extra energy for that and so and so what happened that day is like my boyfriend came home and i was like i just really need you to like be there for me today like i just really need you to love me and there was a moment when i like woke up from a nap and i was hungry and i really needed to eat and i just kind of was like can you please give me a snack can you please give me a snack but, like, instead of getting me a snack, he was, like, no, and, like, on me and, like, wrestling with me, which usually is fine. Usually I'm fine with that. And I don't know what happened in that moment in time, but I was, like, I get off, get off, get off. And, and for him, that's just never really a reaction for me. So he was, like, oh, you're being, you're hungry, you're hungry. And I was, like, get off, get to the point where I was literally, like, bawling. And that was, like, wait, what? And it was, like... It was a complete miscommunication. It was a complete, like, blurred line because that's not something that I had experienced before. But if he had taken the time to think this week, 
Look at what's on my timeline. Look at what Ananda is sharing. Look at the conversations that she's telling me that how she's feeling, that she's extra anxious. Honestly, I expect more from him next time. That that is something that's on his mind. That that's something that he is, like, thinking about. And, like, we had a really hard weekend. And we worked through it. And those are the things that, like, have to come up. Because just because I love you and just because I'm in love with you doesn't mean that you're going to do the things right every time. And it doesn't mean that, like... Because am I going to be with somebody that um, has like has opposite views than me on this probably not but like he still needs to like listen to what I have to say even if our view is aligned and also um the thing that's really gotten me lately is the good guys like um expand mamacita like back to Carly's question like I didn't realize how many of my guy friends were just waiting for their moment. Right. Like, I was in a relationship oh. all throughout high school, and I had all these guy friends, and I always felt like these are great friendships. Like, they're always there. Like, I love how much they value me. This. And then when I was single, <laughs> and all of a sudden, oh. they're all, like, trying to hang out alone with me, like, trying to make a move, like, texting me all the time. I was, like, oh. And then they get so pissed. Mirror. They get like, so butthurt. Oh, so mad. I'm, like, People oh, hit me God. up all the time, and they're, like, oh, like, are you still with your boyfriend? I'm, like, yeah. And then they stop talking to me, and it's, like, so you so you don't want to be my friend? Like, yeah, 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 literally. Yes, why can I, I still why is my friendship not enough for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because, I, oh I, this past summer, eh, yeah, um, I've just, like, dealt with a lot lately from people that I, I, I thought cared about me or, like, like, people I thought I could trust, I guess, and, like, they claim that they love me or, like, claim that they have feelings for me or claim that they truly care about me or like my friends the guys who say they're into me and my dad and my brother and like all these guys that are supposed to be my supporters and in my corner I don't feel supported by them right now because Mm -hmm. like I think a lot like my whole friend group knows about my assault I think that they all know what happened to me on the 4th of July I was assaulted in my own home. And they were all there. And they know. And the fact that not a single person messaged me to be like, hey, I'm seeing all this. I'm seeing what you're posting. Is this triggering for you? Are you doing okay? How is this? Like, the fact that you're kind of just expected, like, oh, it's been a few months. Like, you over it yet? You ready to date me? Are you over your PTSD and your trauma? Can we, like, get married now? Like, thank you. it's not a rash. It's not going to go away. It's going to be with me for the rest of my life. Like, I just have to learn how to live with it and how to cope with it better. Like, I, it's just, I don't feel... I mean, I've gotten in quite a few fights with my dad lately, and I think he is incredible. I love my family. I'm close to every single person in my family. I think they're doing their very best to raise my brother in a way where he will feel very confident in himself, comfortable with his masculinity. You know, he's got three sisters. He'll play dress up with us. Mm -hmm. He'll like, you know, like we do a really good job in our family of protecting 
him and how he feels about being male and that he can wear a skirt and still be a like masculine human being. But I've lately felt very hurt by the fact that they're more concerned with protecting his masculinity mm-hmm. than teaching him that one day when he's older and doesn't look like a cute little redhead mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. little boy, boy he's going to have to learn that he is a threat. And that's not because he's evil. That's not because he's a bad guy. Like, he is the sweetest thing on the planet. I would literally drop dead for him. But he will be a threat to some girl one day just by existing. And, like, it's really hard that we as a society, like, anytime me or my sister try to have these tough conversations as a family, they're like, he's too young. Like, or stop Mm -hmm. saying that. Like, he's going to think that he's evil. Or, like, you can't Mm -hmm. say men are, like, all men are trash. Or you can't say, like, Mm -hmm. you can't say that you don't like men around him because he's going to internalize that. And I'm like, honestly, he needs to hear it. He needs to learn. He's in seventh grade. When I was in seventh grade, I was being harassed and assaulted. We were too young. Yeah, we were too young. We were too young when it started to happen to us. So he needs to learn. And no one was there to protect. I'm like, right. He doesn't need to be blamed. He doesn't need to be told he's evil. But he needs to understand. He needs to understand the reality of this world and what he needs to do as a male to be a good ally and to protect others and like Mm -hmm. be there for women and support them instead of being someone that can't be trusted I guess and like it's been really hard to have these conversations with my dad who I have always felt like was a an I mean I have never felt unsafe around my dad I'm very lucky to say that I don't have daddy issues I love my dad I get along with him so well I feel safe and protected by him I have a great relationship with him but then when I'm trying to have these tough conversations with him and he thinks he knows it all and he thinks he thinks he's a good guy and he would never assault anybody. And I say, well, dad, a random woman on the street doesn't know that you wouldn't assault her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And so and he's like, every time I'm trying to have this conversation, he's like, uh-huh. Continue. Mm-hmm. OK. And he just gets defensive mm-hmm. as I'm trying to like and I'm like sitting there sobbing, trying to tell him about how I feel. And he I'm, makes me feel like I'm invalid, that I'm yeah. being emotional, I'm being dramatic. And it's like, why as a society are we more concerned with protecting how guys see themselves than teaching them how to be better human beings? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yes. Every man that's listening and every man in the world, please, all Dear we are men. literally asking you to do. Hi. Dear men. That's the title. That's that's the all we are asking you to do is listen and learn. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop voicing over us stop stop invalidating our experiences and feelings please listen and learn it Mm -hmm. is really all you need to do and actively make sure the women in your life and everywhere feel safe and stop interrupting us when we're trying to tell you how we feel stop interrupting why are you interrupting me and And stop being threatened by powerful women because we are we are here to stay so stop Literally. being threatened by us because we're not going anywhere. So if you're threatened by Period. our power, I just then take, like, your, I, take I, yourself I just... somewhere else because we're not leaving. Right. So right. sorry, Hannah. What was Hannah gonna I say? I just sorry. Um, I just want to say like I last week um I had a conversation with um a few of my coworkers and so it was like me and another woman, um and then my male coworker who really doesn't understand anything going on. And so, um, 
one of my coworkers and I were talking to him about like everything happening and he was kind of saying like because he he had brought in the idea that like you know any fear that you have you have to take on head-on like exposure therapy all of this and I was like you know well I'm afraid of men so how do I deal with that okay and he was kind of like you know well what's your reasoning for that I was like well do I have to like do I have to tell you that like yes, I've been sexually assaulted. Do I have to tell you about all these stories to prove that I have a valid reason for being scared of men? Like, I don't need a valid reason for being afraid of spiders. I just am. Yeah, like, all of the things about, like, oh, you know, a shark attack is, like, you're not going to get killed by a shark. Like, that's such a, a low, like, you know. Um, I'm like, it's one in five women. Like, even if, even if I hadn't been sexually assaulted, like, you it's have a still one in five reason. women. Yeah. It's still a valid fear to yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just kept telling him, like, don't try to invalidate our feelings. Like, you will not, you will never understand it. Mm-hmm. It's like and a like, power you trip. never can, but don't well, try to invalidate what women have to say because mm-hmm. you will never understand it. Well, and yeah. how is it invalid if all of the women in your life are saying it? <laughs> right. I li- yeah. literally, I feel like I'm at such a, um, a breaking point with men in my life right mm-hmm. now where it's like, I don't have the time to deal with your incompetence right now. And I feel a lot of, you know, we were talking about compartmentalizing feelings. And for me, it often just turns into anger or frustration. And I'm like, I do not know how to explain this to you any clearer. You know, if we're just yeah. saying, I'm afraid of men... How can that get more clear? <laughs> you know, like, we're mm-hmm. telling you what's going on. We're sharing our stories. Mm-hmm. What are you not hearing? What You know, I think it's really unfortunate and it's really disheartening to kind of realize that the men in your life don't hear you when you mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, that just, that turns into anger more than anything, which is maybe yeah. not the most healthy way, but I don't know how else to what deal else with it. What else are you it. supposed to feel right now? I know. Like, I feel so alone. I feel so isolated and alone. Sonia, I wanted to ask you because I saw... um, So this is something that we can... I'll say hi, listeners. Um, So my brother was reposting some um, posts that his friends were saying about why it is all men. So, like, I was very thankful to, like, hear him be a slight ally. But I, I saw that he felt corrected by something that you posted. Like, can you expand on that experience and how it felt to have, like, a peer, like, say, hey, you know what? I felt wrong. And, like, thank you for teaching me. But also, were you like, you know what? I don't need to give you the validation that you taught. Like, I want to mm-hmm. know, like, your experience with that. Because, yeah. like, for me, like, as an older sister, I was like, Luca, thank you. Like, thank you. I texted him. I was like, thank you. Like, but at the same time, it's like. But also, it's like, so- but Luca, next time now you know. Like, right. Do you know what right. I mean? I think, I think I definitely kind of jump to, you know, when anyone, any man in my life, I feel like I have very low expectations around the, this type of discourse. And just to hear, you know, to see him feeling corrected and putting out a well thought out statement about it. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I want to give him thanks for that. And I think that genuinely, I genuinely did appreciate that, you know, not as the person that made the post that he felt corrected by, but just as a woman that knows yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I do, yeah. I do feel very hesitant to give men too much validation around those yeah. things because it's yeah, like, you don't well, want to reward you... the bare minimum. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you exactly. can't I, you know, fish for swimming. I definitely think so. And I think that was kind of an interesting situation and 
truly like no hate to anyone in that situation. It was such a, it wasn't really a situation. Just, you know, someone, a guy spoke out about the issues going or this kind of conversation that we're having right now. And, and then a bunch of other guys were reposting it. And in my mind, I'm like, why are you uplifting another guy's voice when, you know, a bunch of women in your life are sharing their stories yes, and sharing why their you thoughts. Pose, yes. So I'm like, what are you, what are you yes, doing? You yes, know, and I know it was well-intentioned, but mm-hmm. to myself, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you have your own thing going on mm-hmm. and you thought this was the right thing to do. But I, I guess I, I really did appreciate the thing that Luca had put out, but mm-hmm. it always does come back to the hesitancy around giving too much validation Yeah. and reassessing my own standards for the men in my life because... Mm-hmm. I know they are too low, and so I never know. I can't really gauge that still. Yeah. The bar is in hell. But it I literally, literally is. This it's is so far down. It brings me to... So I just feel like we could talk for hours. I don't feel like an hour is enough. Like I, I know. I, I know. Honestly, like, needs to if you want to leave, now. feel free, yeah. but I am more than happy to continue to talk to you guys. Like, I'm having a Yeah, new, I just have one more thing to say. Day. I just, like, that kind of brought me to the point, like, you will hear, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard your girlfriends um, talk like, oh my gosh, like he didn't even get mad at me when I said I didn't want to have sex because I was on my period. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, okay, wait, already, let me jump yeah. in here. Let me jump in here. Straight people don't have sex on their periods. Nikki, Nikki, <laughs> back up. Nikki, this wasn't a time for Nikki to chime in. <laughs> Nikki, like. I do, but I'm saying like these are for because some people <laughs> some people don't like we to like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that we don't. I'm just giving an example. Like sometimes, also we sadly will make up excuses to not have sex with somebody, and and you know if like they will be like, oh my god, he didn't even get mad that I didn't want. I'm like, <laughs> um. The bar is in hell because the bar what is the so fuck? Low. I just realized, like, I literally when when you said that, <laughs> the fact that oh my god, <laughs> we can't keep applauding fish for swimming. We just can't. Well, yeah, yeah, for real. I so I went to go. <sighs> wow. So this dude wanted to hang out, and I was talking to my friend about it, and I was like. Yeah, like, he asked me to hang out, but, like, I just really, like, I don't want to have to hook up with him. Like, I just don't want to do that. And she was like, well, just tell him you're on your period. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's brilliant. Okay, great. <laughs> like, that you couldn't have just said no. Like, yeah. wait, why can't we it just be yeah. okay? Why is that yeah, the, you have like, to have an excuse. <laughs> why do we have to make him an excuse? True. Yeah, why like, do you have whole, to be like, disgusted by my period? Yeah. It's, like, two separate home. things. Like, yeah. Or, like, there's the whole like saying you have a boyfriend if someone asks for your number because men will respect other men but not you Period. enough to like, stop talking oh to you. Right. No, seriously, that that's like now that I think about it, that's literally us putting up a guard for safety because mm-hmm. yeah, you have to make up excuses and shit so you don't get raped, so you don't get killed. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to just say, "Oh, I don't want to do it." That can put you in a position to where he will forcibly put you, put it on you. Mm-hmm. If you are telling, because men will be disgusted by periods, they will be. So if you're like, oh no, I'm on my period, he's gonna make, oh no, oh, no like no, I don't no. want to do that. Like, yeah. So now you're now you like, feel oh in a no, no 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 no, you can just suck my dick. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like we can stop there. 
My mouth is actually on my period. Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm not I actually have herpes, so bye. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I gotta go. So no, but it's like we we say these things to, and you know that goes with the um, we say these things in for our safety. Like last week, so I know you guys have heard stories about women getting catcalled and they will be killed if they reject mm-hmm. the person. Yeah, so it's scary to know what to do in those situations because instantly your fight or flight mode is activated. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't even know what's best to protect myself because either one could result in me getting harmed. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, so I, what? yeah, last week I was walking into my apartment and the only reason I said no was because I was literally at my apartment. If I was just walking on the street and I still had more to go, I would be like kind of playing along with it. Yeah. But this man, he's like, oh, you're so cute. Like, can I get your number? And I straight up was like, no. And he goes, well, you're a fucking bitch. And I'm like... <laughs> how it be <laughs> and i was like okay no. i don't fucking care like but the fact that so many times that i have been catcalled and i've just been like playing along with it so i'm like <laughs> please don't fucking kill me yeah. and i'm like huh, yeah like yeah. or like That's just like, saying shit to make up too. like co-workers oh, oh, the yeah. worst. oh Ananda. the amount of times women in the workplace <laughs> the, the amount of times that men have like told me that Oh, you're so beautiful today, honey. Oh, you look so wonderful. Like, like I'm, I'm not, not here asking. for you. Like, it literally makes that. me feel so icky. I'm like, oh, I just want to cringe. Or like, I had a dude. Baby, let I me work... clock in and clock out, please. Yeah. Literally. I work front of house at a salon. Like, I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a glorified receptionist, basically. Um, And I had this dude, one of our clients, as I'm checking, like, like, ringing him up, checking him out, not, like, checking him out, but you know what I mean. Um, he is, like, checking me out as I'm checking him out, and he's, like, so how much do they pay you to sit there and look pretty? And I was, like, oh, that's the oh, worst question. Not enough for like, these fucking comments, sir. Right, like, I just didn't even know what to say. No, and like, I it's just, so like, out of pocket I just kinda, that like, you just laughed. have to be, like, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's I just, the like, reaction. I just, like, <sighs> chuckled and, like, was like your total is ninety five fifty. Like what? <laughs> and also, I'm gonna like, put on an extra charge for you harassing me. Thank you very right. much. Period. Yeah. Here's a harassment charge. It will be yeah. on the receipt. Really? Like, like I, I work as a front. Sorry, I, I don't want to interrupt anyone. No, but, nope, you're fine. Um, I work as like I work at a front desk job, and literally, I tell this. I've told this to all my coworkers, and you know, we kind of laugh it off, but it's not really funny. Um, but there's, like, the amount of old men that talk to me and try to, like, you know, give me a compliment. Um, but there was one time where this man came up to me and he was like, he was like, hey, come here. And I, like, walked, there was a desk in front of us, so it was fine. But, like, you know, I walked a little closer and he was like, you know, you look really good today. Your outfit looks really good. Don't tell anyone I said this because it might seem like I'm a predator. I was like, uh, oh, so he's aware. So you are so you aware. understand <laughs> that it makes you seem like a predator, but you say it anyway. That's maybe because you are. <laughs> um, I think that's something that we don't like think about, or something that I haven't thought about is that like how it can literally like happen, like how situations can happen at work, and um, I've for one, have been through it. When we recently opened RH, 
there was a guy sitting by himself and he was on the phone the entire time of his experience and he was on the phone with one of the girls in the prep kitchen because apparently they were dating and I was hosting alone at that time it was about a year ago it was a Tuesday night and he just kept looking at me and granted we both spoke Spanish so immediately for me as a Latina girl working the minute that gets brought up all it is is how sexy it is the fact that I can speak Spanish with him and how like um like if I have any hot tias and just like questions that are just so stereotypical and just very difficult to navigate through every time that that experience is brought up and I was talking to another Latino and what ended up happening is that he was like well are you single and at the time I was and I was like I'm single and he was friends with the server and the server was like no leave her alone like she's like innocent and sweet please leave her alone and I was like appreciative of my friend for kind of being like hey like get off this girl's ass and when I was leaving that day I, I was it's a let we closed it's probably like 10 30 and I was walking down the stairwell and he followed me and he was like you weren't gonna say goodbye with you weren't gonna leave without saying goodbye and you I just can't even tell you how scary it was in that moment and he was asking me for his number and the only way I thought I could get out of that situation was to give him my number and so I did and when I tried to walk away he pushed me against the wall and he kissed me and I just ran out of RH and I ran and I ran as fast as I could and I just like sobbed and sobbed and I called my friend Sebastian who was serving inside I was like he just could he just pushed me in the wall he kissed me like and he was dating that girl like I don't even know what's happening and he texted me and he said can't wait to do it again sometime and so I told my leaders but you know what and this is the part that just like I told my leaders it was really hard to talk about I sobbed in the room and this what they said to me is like he cut completely banned from the premises like they took on his name they took down his identity like he wasn't allowed to like go back and they like called some of the other servers from that night down to like talk about the situation but what they said to me is they were like we're not gonna tell Brandon and he was our only male leader they're like we're just like we're gonna not we're not gonna tell him like we're gonna just like keep this between us and like for me I felt more comfortable going to the ladies but it was something that he needed to know like, mm -hmm. it was something that he needed to know that that happened to me. Because what they said is they were like, we're not going to tell him he's going to freak out and kill the guy. Because, oh like... Oh, my God. But I was like, like, no, that's something that Brandon, who, like, loved me, needed to hear that this happened to me at work under his yeah. supervision. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and also, when I came back to work, the server was like, I saw him follow you in there. Like, I'm... I, like, what happened? And I just, like, looked at him, and I was like, you don't even know how bad I needed you to stop him. Mm -hmm. yeah and so that's just a reminder for all of us to like it's something it's exhausting that we constantly have to be aware of I mean I I'm aware of it every time I leave the restaurant at night and every right. time I watch my friend leave the restaurant alone at night mm -hmm. yeah well and I was explaining to somebody um somebody was just like talking like I was just trying to educate one of my male friends and I was telling him about how like my my ritual when I leave work. I close the salon a lot of the times by myself in and uptown. In uptown, you know, right on Hennepin. Um and and right now uptown's kind of a ghost town, you know, like most businesses are boarded up, like a lot mm -hmm. of businesses have closed right now. So so it's like it's it used to feel a lot a lot more safe when there were more people. But now yeah. it's like, it's dark and I'm leaving and there's nobody there. Um, and I've had quite a few pretty scary 
run-ins. Um, but like I was telling him about my ritual when I leave work, you know, I have my car keys in my hand. I have my pepper spray. I make sure I have everything with me and I have like, it's all packed away. So I'm not like juggling things. I'm not having like a million things on me. And I walk up to my car, I unlock it, stands like a few feet away because somebody could be underneath my car to slash my ankles. And then I get in my car super fast, slam the door shut and lock the doors. And then I start the car and get moving. And then I turn on my music and my maps because if I sit still too long, somebody could break my window and like yep. drag me out of my car. And, and I'm like, but when you leave work, you just get in the car. Right. Like, that right there is one of yeah. the biggest things. Just the fact that, like, we have to think all of these steps ahead and, like, we mm. have pepper spray and all of these weird weapons that we mm. put into, like, weird lipstick containers and stuff. Like, <clears throat> capitalism has also profited off the fact that we are harassed oh, 24-7 mm-hmm. and we have to live oh, in Oh, absolutely. Which makes mm-hmm. me disgusted to think that, you know, like, my safety is get earning, like, the government money. And, like, people mm. are getting business, like, out of me just, like, getting false protection, basically. Because anything could happen and, like, a lip gloss knife is not going to help me. One thing that I really think is important for us to talk about before we wrap this up, um, I think a lot, if not all of us, have been through some form of, I mean, I think all of us have been through some form of harassment or assault, and I think that, especially right now, it's being talked about a lot, and I think it's triggering, it's, it's been triggering for me, mm-hmm. it's been very triggering and hard, um, I think it is something that we need to be talking about. I think it's something that needs, it can't get swept under the rug. Like, we all need, and if you're comfortable talking about your experience, I think it's important. But how do we go about talking about our experiences without being harmful and triggering to others? That's a good point. You know, because um, earlier tonight, we we were talking with some women, and, um, like, the R word just gets kind of thrown out there. I mean, it was just, like, Just bomb. And she's talking about her experience, and I'm like, I'm so happy for you that you are in a place where you can discuss what happened to you, and and you're able to talk about it and name it, and that is such a power thing. That is so powerful for you, and that is such a place of healing when you're finally able to do that. But I'm not there yet, and you doing that right now when I wasn't ready, like, I wasn't there, like, that is, I'm not, like, I just, both of us, I think that was really hard. Yeah. Oh my god, bro, it caught me off guard. So it's like, as, how can we talk about our experiences and support each other, but not harm each other through doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, Carly put a a trigger warning when, before you said that word, and I think that was really important just to Mm -hmm. keep putting those, Mm -hmm. like, whether it be on social media or that kind of thing. I think it's also important to, like, ask people if they have that mental space, mental capacity to be able to hear that kind of thing, um, if you're Mm -hmm. trying to have, like, a one-on-one conversation about it. Um, I also wanted to bring up, this is a little bit off topic, and I don't mean to steal that away from you, Mira, but how, like, we need to really be better about uplifting voices of, like, women of color, um, like trans mm-hmm. women, like just people of different backgrounds and ethnicities than us because I as a white person just feel like I have so much privilege and mm-hmm. I just, I want to be better about being accountable about that kind of thing. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. another really yeah, important feminism part. Feminism is like, not intersectional. It's not feminism. Yeah, exactly. Time. If your feminism is not intersectional, it is not feminism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not the first wave of feminism anymore. Yeah. No, it's, right. we're way right. past that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, there are quite a few women that um, weren't able to make it with us tonight 
um, that I was really looking forward to hearing their perspectives on that. Um, and so I do really want to do this again. Like, if you guys are down, I would Please. love to Part make two. this a thing, a reoccurring thing, like, and with those women. We can do women. a monthly check-in, ladies. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dear men. That would be incredible. So yeah, I'm, I think it should be dear men. Dear men. You guys, that's, that's so good, dear men. That's dear men. Tonight should be Dear Men. She was like, "Well, let's see where the conversation goes." I was like, "Okay, great." It's a series. Yeah, to be continued. To is be where continued. we're gonna leave. Yeah, hundred percent. Next, we will be we'll checking be in checking again. again. Um, so, so we a lot of the times like to end our episodes with Pinterest quotes. Um, but honestly, Sonia, if you're comfortable, I'd like to read part of the post that you posted on your story that we both reshared because it really, it really stuck with me. If Go you're for, it. for it. So I read it too after you guys reposted it. So yeah, like it, it really stuck with me. Um, so just part of it is I think an important thing to recognize about the phrase "not all men" is that it is all men. It is all men in the same way that it is all white people. By existing in a place of privilege, one inherently and blindly benefits from the system they exist in. And by benefiting from the patriarchy in such a way, you are inherently suppressing women. That's not to say that all men are completely evil entities or anything, just that every man needs to actually do the internal work of understanding how they benefit from society. Be active in feminism, be active in anti-racism. Queen shit. Thank you so much. Well said, well said. You're getting a new Instagram follower tonight from me. (laughs) (laughs) You too. Thank you y'all so much for listening. We will definitely be recurringly back every month together. So we'll definitely Mm -hmm. be back. Mir and I will be back (laughs) next week. So, and that's on. Thank you.